Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a theater near you. My name is Chris Randazzo, and I'm joined this evening, as always, by the inexplicably explosive corpse, Paul Giroux. It's a jungle out there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and numerous racial slurs, Sean Doyle. Look at my stomach! I am the king! <laughs> this month's letter was K. We wound up watching Sean's pick, King Solomon's Mines. Is it as good as Indiana Jones? Let's find out. But first, how are you gentlemen doing? Living the dream over here. Or lifing it anyway. Yeah, I'm 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 good. I've been uh I've been running all day. I've been going hard. Uh you know, things are crazy at work, and then I came home and had to go to my son's um had my son's school concert, so I just watched uh like fifty fourth and fifth graders sing a song from Hamilton, which was uh, an experience. <laughs> <laughs> sounds lovely which song the, the, you know the one that you know the, the <laughs> my shot oh that one gotcha no i i know them all because my wife is obsessed with hamilton and has played the soundtrack top to bottom many 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 times in my presence yeah they they skipped the part about being a orphan son of a whore or whatever um but, you know they they did a lot of the inspirational uh, oh. I'm not giving away my shot stuff, so it's a good time. All right, well, that's good. That's good. Well, I'm uh, I'm still recovering from COVID, kind of. I got I got hit by COVID since the last time we recorded, which was a really fun experience for all parties involved. Everybody in the house got it, uh, and I'm pretty much back to normal now, except I'm still coughing, which I hate. But you know, it comes and goes. I haven't really been coughing much today, and then just we. Get ready to go on the show, and I start coughing like crazy. Go figure. It's so unprofessional. <clears throat> you know, it's funny you say that. <laughs> we, uh, even though me and my co-host Dan both got COVID, we didn't miss a week of Stone Age Gamer, but we did get an angry email from uh, an anonymous listener complaining about how much we were coughing on the show. He's like, I get it, you got COVID, but coughing's gross. Use your mute buttons. <laughs> so yeah, that was a good time. I like being called unprofessional. I have a mute button. See, I, I have a mute button for this conversation, huh. but not on my, like, recording device. So. It's on my wire. So I guess I can just mute for everything, I guess. Yeah, you could if you wanted to. Maybe yeah. I made that joke because I was the anonymous listener. <laughs> oh. First off, I'm flattered you listen to my show. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> maybe if you talked about like crime and murder and stuff like that i'd listen to it but that's the only stuff i listen to i'm a weirdo we don't even talk about crime and murder video games all that much <laughs> well maybe you should yeah, it just talks about baseball maybe you should and i'd be a listener you know i i you know greg Coyle is a listener of my show the famous the uh, uh where was i going with that uh oh <laughs> that makes me think he I, I, he listens to this show, and he had mentioned about, like, I think he didn't listen to the one episode, uh, it was Paul's pick, what was it, uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, right, right. Because he couldn't find the movie. So it occurred to me, and I'm going to say it now, as a service to our fans, our teams and hordes of fans, uh, starting next next episode, uh, we should all be prepared to tell everyone where they can watch our vote, our movie. Okay. That's yeah. that certainly would have benefited me this time. As because right. uh, <laughs> I don't think out, it would have because the answer was nowhere. <laughs> no, no. You sent me that link to watch it nefariously, and I brought it up on my laptop, and I was like, "Jack, we're going to watch it on my laptop." And she was like, 
we already figured out it's on the Roku channel, didn't we? And I was like, is it? And I looked, yeah, it's on the Roku channel. It was free on Roku channel. So if you have a Roku TV or a Roku, uh, one of those little sticks, it was it was free to watch. It's like, oh, well, we don't have to watch my laptop. Well, I don't have that thing. And my I, I have Apple TV. And what I had going on was actively trying very hard to thwart me from watching this movie. <laughs> Oh, we'll get to that in a bit. Here's 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 my update for I don't know like how we all do it right. This is my this is my little bit that I'll throw in there. The uh, we took my mom to Broadway for a Christmas present. We got her little Prince tickets because that's her favorite childhood storybook thing, and it got delayed or whatever because of COVID. We finally went and saw it, and I'll say it was great. That's what I'll say. But at an intermission, me and my older sister turned to each other, and my sister goes. Here are some thoughts. Number one, I don't like interpretive dance. The whole thing was just interpretive <laughs> dance. That's the whole, it was, the, the only words were like there was a narrator who for some reason kept walking onto the stage and narrating from the stage, which seemed extra unnecessary, uh, with a super French voice. But everything else, nobody else said any words. There was no sets. It was just interpretive dance. Uh, so she goes, number one, I don't like interpretive dance. <laughs> And my response to that was the last scene, there was like this guy and he was like flailing around on the floor and there was this big bottle of wine descending from the ceiling. And he was like, the narrator is saying his lines. He's like, woe is me. Uh, I am so depressed. I have to drink. I am so depressed. Something like that. And as he's saying this, some random guy who's not a part of the play, like up to that point or really ever just walks into the back, like the, the back of the stage and he's wheeling out this giant gold ring, right? Which later on he like did a dance with or whatever, but he still was <laughs> the character. But I'm watching this and I'm like, I hear this French voice and this just this guy flailing, I need a drink, I am so depressed. <laughs> and this guy walks in, not looking at the audience, just kind of like, you know, obtusely walking across with this giant gold ring. And I was like, uh, this is the Frenchest thing I've ever seen, possibly that there could ever be. I was like, "That's it. They Frenched it out. It's done." So yeah, achieved maximum Frenchness. Uh, but for what they were doing, like again, I I started this by saying it was great. Like if you had any desire to go see this to begin with, they did a great job at what they were trying to do. I just the interpretive dance isn't for me either, really. When you say the little prince, this is is that what you said the. The, yeah, yeah. The kid story where it's like he's on a planet and he's got a rose, right? And yep. Um, and then he's got a he goes to other different planets or something, or or yep. is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. I, I so after after I got out of college, the year after I got out of college, I interned at a theater in in Providence, Rhode Island, and then between there and moving to Philly. I did summer stock in Maine for a year and like we all had to be in the kids show and that was, you know, an, an adaptation of the little prince was what we did. I was the, I was the snake. It was probably my, my least favorite thing I ever did. <laughs> Thought you were going to tell me you were the guy going, what was me? I've drank too much. I am depressed. <laughs> I said that regularly after the performances, but <laughs> But even Paul knows you never go full Frenchman. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be something else to pick for the letter T, but I haven't seen Tropic Thunder in a long time. Oh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure how much that holds up. I'm not either. Yeah. Might be a fascinating. What thing. do you mean, you people? 
<laughs> what do you mean, you people? Actually, <laughs> one of my one of my favorite parts of that movie that I still quote regularly is when um, I forget the the comedian's name. It's like Jay Jay Brickell or something like that. And they're, the, when they're walking through the jungle, and he's talking about is he talking about like Lord of the Rings or something? He's talking about some thing like from you know from shot to shot they edit it and he's been talking about the, it seems like he's been talking about it for like an hour and then like robert downey jr robert downey jr turns to him and goes have you been talking to me this whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been a while since i've seen it but i remember that movie making me laugh a lot well, I tell you what didn't make me laugh a whole lot is uh, we took the kids to go see the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie, Ooh, um, which was um, just like the first one. It was fine. Um, it was it was a kid's movie. It uh, it had more video game references in it, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, Jim Carrey was just being Jim Carrey. Uh, when you say that, is that a positive? Because I've never seen these movies, the Sonic movies. And when I see the previews, I think to myself, well, it's clearly a kid's movie. So, you know, but it doesn't look like it holds a lot for me. And then Jim Carrey gets on there and I'm like, I don't know, maybe he's saving this. Maybe it's truly enjoyable. No, no, no. no. There's not enough of him to do that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like he's in the movie, but he's still saying, you know, he's, he's playing Jim Carrey, which is entertaining enough, mm. but it's not like dumb and dumber. Like there's still only so much he can do. Right. Like he's he's having a blast and you can tell he's having a blast, but it's like it's the first one had the the typical problem. Like like you think back to what are the worst, you know, live action adaptations of kids movies. It's like, oh, here's what we'll do. What happens if they get sucked into our world? Mm. And right. so like that was our first movie. And it's all right. Sonic's here and in, in our real world. And isn't that fun? And it's not at all. <laughs> and Sonic flossed a bunch of times, which was dated even when that movie came out. And, uh, you know, that was a thing. So there's there's more flossing in this. There's They repeat a lot of the same exact beats. But this time it's like there's a bunch more of the characters. Like Tails is there and Knuckles is there. And it's like they're trying to do this kind of fun video gamey adventure stuff. But then they have to touch base with all the human characters from the first movie and then the, every single time that happens the movie just grinds to a halt because i couldn't possibly care less about any of these people oh. just awful yeah i see what you're saying like like the natural thing to do in a sequel would be, would be to bring in all the the characters that you didn't have room for in the first one because you had to set things up that you want to then introduce knuckles and tails and stuff but um but if it was a movie just about Sonic the Hedgehog, it'd be cool. But it has, like, all of his human buddies. Yeah. And, like, the stuff that was, like, <clears throat> Sonic and, and Dr. Robotnik and Tails and stuff is, is, pre is pretty neat. It's pretty fun. There's, like, an inexplicable dance-off number that was really weird. And, you know, lots of pop culture references that are totally lost on kids and totally lame for adults. So it's like, why why is this here? But uh, at the same time, like you're an hour or so in the movie and then you're spending this like 15 minute heartfelt scene between like the main characters, main human characters, wife's sister and her 
fiance or something and it's like my kids could not have been more and the whole theater every single time it was about human characters that weren't jim carrey every kid in the theater started talking like just <laughs> everyone got bored wow it was it was remarkable you just it, the, the the noise level would just start picking up with every kid being like i'm bored i don't want to and then sonic and knuckles would start fighting each other and be like oh okay we're back in <laughs> that was neat but uh, we were talking about this just a second beforehand there was a trailer for um, Top Gun before this, which still isn't out yet. They've, they've been, I feel like I saw previews for it years ago. And right, it was like 2020? Was that when it was I, supposed to come I out? I think it was supposed to come out the summer of 2020 because I remember looking at, you know, like looking at the list of movies. I, who knows what I was looking at? Maybe it was like the Apple trailers or something because I go to that sometimes. But it was all like, here's the whole schedule of stuff coming out in 2020. You know, and it was like, it was like Top Gun, Ghostbusters. I forget what some of the other ones were. And I was like, dude, is this like 1985 <laughs> again? Like what? Like what happened? All right. So it was originally scheduled for release on July 12th, 2019. Uh, but it was then postponed to, uh, to quote, allow the production to work out all the complex flight sequences. And then COVID happened. So it's actually been delayed for three years. Mm. I can't imagine it's going to be worth it. Like, I'll probably go see it on $5 Tuesday night because it's an action movie. And I like the first one. It's, it's, for what it is, it's a fine movie. Like, you know, you can make fun of it or whatever, but it's fine. It's an enjoyable movie. Uh, the second one, my guess is, will not be good. That's my guess. So, you know. I've never seen it. What, the first one? Top Gun? Yeah, I've never seen the first one, yeah. Oh. I mean, I guess we know what we're doing for tea. Like, <laughs> is that more important than watching Tropic Thunder again? I don't know. I don't know. It, it's not <laughs> a bad movie. It's not Jaws. I'm not sitting here telling you it's the greatest movie ever made. No, no, no. But... It's fine. It's always been my impression that the movie was about volleyball, but yeah. <laughs> oh, it drips with 1980. But what year did it come out? Like 83, 84. It's like soaked in that 86. year. I played a lot of the NES game. They also fly planes. Sure. sure. Huh? Just, just so you know, is that like between bouts of volleyball or hang on? Speaking of you not seeing Top Gun. But then you're also talking about all these other like parody movies that are your favorite thing, like Naked Gun and and uh, uh, um, Airplane. Airplane. So does that mean you haven't seen Top Gun, but you saw Hot Shots? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Chris, you're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and I freaking loved Hot Shots. I think that just goes to show you, you don't actually need to see the source material. <laughs> I understood that there was lots of volleyball and it was about planes and somebody yells, Maverick! No, I'm good. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> you got it. I got the gist of it. So the other, the other trailer that we're actually genuinely interested in, uh, there was a bunch of kids' movies in front of it, obviously. All kids' movies and Top Gun, which was very strange. But So they're doing a movie adaptation of The Bad Guys. Um, which oh, is... yeah. I've seen this trailer a couple times. Nate's excited about it. John loves these books. He's been reading these books for a couple of years now. Um, he absolutely adores these books, and they're really good. They're super funny books. Um, but it's it's wild because we keep seeing the trailer, and it's like, wow, that's really different from the book. And like John's still pretty into it, but we had this interesting conversation with him last night. Like, 
So what do you think you're going to like better, the movie or the book? Because the movie looks pretty different. He's like, and he starts going through all these things in the trailer that are different from the book he's like i don't know it's see they they save the cat in the tree but in the books they each save it one at a time and this one they're all trying to save it together and he's going through like all these individual points from the trailers that are close to the book like miss tarantula is not in the book there's um a mr tarantula that shows up in like book three but miss tarantula is not a character and like shark is usually a lot more quiet and Super fascinating how like he's breaking down all the characters, but like there's this one intrinsic difference. Like in the uh, the trailer, they're saying that the um, the whole the whole thing them being a good guy is a trick, and the whole premise of the first book is that Mister Wolf is just like we should be good guys because good guys are good, and like he tries to convince everybody else to be good guys genuinely, not in like some sort of trick so they can keep being bad guys. So. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to watch that movie with him, having him being like the expert on the source material and then like telling us what he thinks of uh, the changes that they made. Probably shouldn't bring this up because it will it will send us down a rabbit hole and I I hate doing this. But, um, you know, I, I often I often don't look at trailers and and think about the the source material, you know, like. I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's not that frequently that like there's a book or something that's coming out as a movie that I'm like, ooh, how will it be different? But um, I'm, I'm almost done with this Jason Aaron run of of Thor. Um, the, oh. the yeah, and did you guys see the new trailer? I did, yeah. yeah. I did not see the new trailer. I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I do this it. thing where I avoid trailers as much as possible because at this point they just tell you the whole movie. It's really out of control. This trailer does not. No, yeah. it most certainly does not. It leaves yeah. me with a lot of lot of questions, and I'm, I'm like not like I needed to be sold on it, but at the same time, like it was, I just kind of wanted to see what's the general premise that they're going for here, and it's very interesting. And I know you asked us not to talk about Moon Knight, but this last episode did a lot of, a lot of weird things too. I was like, okay, now I really don't know where this is going, and that is cool. So I'm. You're very you, excited about all this. You stuff. can't talk about Moon Knight because instead of watching Moon Knight last night, I watched the <laughs> sequel to the stupid movie that we're supposed to talk about today. <laughs> I didn't watch Moon Knight yet either, but like last night's episode. So I'm with Paul. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, brace yourselves. It's a wild ride. Um, the only other thing before we jump into this one that I want to say, and this is totally nerdy, but it is very movie related and it was super. I think it's just the super coolest thing. So a long, long, long time ago, I mean, I'm talking like this must have been 1986, I think, there was in Japan an animated Super Mario Brothers movie. It's only ever released in Japan, and it was only ever released in theaters, and I think, I, I don't think it ever got a home video release even. Like, this thing is super obscure, rarely seen in any sort of condition outside of Japan. Some crazy people just finished this week uh, remastering. They got their hands on an original film. They remastered the whole thing in 4K and added English subtitles to it. And it is for free, available on YouTube. And there's like a couple of places where you can download the 4K movie. It is a fascinatingly weird movie about how like Mario and Luigi are like regular people, but obviously very Japanese. Like there's lots of drinking tea and... Mario's playing a Famicom and then Princess Peach 
comes out of the TV and Bowser comes out of the TV and they suck the Mario Brothers into the Mushroom Kingdom. It's super weird. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but it is it's a gorgeous remaster. It's unbelievably well done. Like the movie looks really, really good. Chris, if it does not have Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo <laughs> in it, I don't want it's anything crap. to do with it. Absolutely. I want crap. nothing to do with it. What about Captain Lou Albano and Danny Wells? Would they oh, be good that- enough for you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Do the Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Uh, so I can't wait to watch that. I asked John if he would watch a movie with subtitles, even if it was a Mario movie. And he said, no. <laughs> I, I'm with your son. I can't do it. I can't watch subtitles. I like, I'll take the worst dubbing in the whole world. I, I can't handle subtitles. I wish somebody would dub this movie. It would be fascinating. Because, like, there's going to be a Mario movie before the end of this year. And we've seen nothing about it besides the weird-ass cast, which is, like, completely bananas. But, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe some fans will make a, a, an English dub of this movie someday. Bowser sounds really weird. Now, just to piss off Sean, all my picks are going to have subtitles. Oh. <laughs> this is a zombie movie on a train that I really want to watch. People keep telling me about, but it's subtitled only. And I'm like, I certainly can't watch a zombie movie subtitled because I read a little slow. So by the time I look down, read the sentence, I'm going to miss like the, the, you know, this is an action, you know, this stuff happening. Like I'm going to miss it. I, don't, I can't do it. Can't do Usually it. when the stuff's happening, you don't need the words. Like if the subtitle is just going to be like, ah, and grunching noises and stuff. Sean, in all seriousness, like, I'm actually not joking this time. Like, I I watched that movie a couple weeks ago, and I was thinking of picking that when we get to that letter. Like, it was <laughs> it was a really good movie. I know the exact movie you're talking about. It's like Train to Bhutan or something? Yeah, Train to Busan. Busan, right, yeah. yeah. It's another T movie, huh? Yeah. T's gonna be hotly contested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Omi told me to watch it, but... All right, go ahead. What do we got? There, there was another. There's another one that I want to watch. Another subtitled movie that I want to watch that was called the good, the good, the bad, and the weird. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't find it on, I couldn't find it on any of the streaming stuff. And then I, I sort of kept looking for stuff, and I saw that Train to Busan, and I watched that, and it was awesome. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Both of those were ones I wanted to check out. All right, let's get to our feature presentation here. I like that. I should use that again. Not the clearing my throat, the feature presentation thing. All right. King Solomon's Mines was released on November 22nd, 1985, and was distributed by the Canon Group. It was directed by J. Lee Thompson, whose other credits include both Conquest of and Battle for the Planet of the Apes, The Guns of Navarone, and Cape Fear. The movie stars Richard Chamberlain, Sharon Stone, Herbert Lom, and John Reese davies it tells the story of Alan Quartermain and his quest to find treasure, reunite Sharon Stone with her lost father, and totally rip off Raiders of the Lost Ark as often as humanly possible. I watched this via nefarious means because we couldn't find it any other way. I watched it with Karen, uh, and we both had it at Ice Cream Sundays. I watched it on the Roku channel because we, we, we've already gone over that. Jack will figure that out for me. And then uh, we had, well, I don't know what she had. I had a bunch of reheated ham that was left over for Easter, <laughs> Easter dinner. 
and jelly beans. That's right. Reheated ham and jelly beans. <laughs> Did have you any... eat the jelly beans too? The, you know, they're next to the ham. They probably got warm. <laughs> Look, I usually try to pair things up with the movie. I didn't make no attempt because we had like a uh, – the fridge was full of Easter leftovers. I was like, I got to eat some of this Easter leftovers. This is this is what has to get eaten. Well, the so, movie was pretty hammy, so. Yeah. You uh-huh. know. All right. There you go. Sean, you 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 think you don't have anything there, but you do. I think leftover ham and jelly beans is the perfect analogy for this movie. <laughs> You're so totally right. Yeah. Um, I gotta warn you guys. I'm gonna be a little bit of a mess with this tonight because I've watched so many versions of Alan Quartermain movies this week that I can't remember what happened in each one, and like. We're going to be talking about this, and I'm going to be like, yeah, when the big tarantula came out of her dress, and you guys will be like, what the, that was not in the movie, Paul. And I'm going to be like, oh, that was the other one. Um, yeah, I, so here, here, this is my saga with this. I, uh, I tried to watch it on Sunday night. Um, I, uh, at the same I, time that I was watching it. Yeah, at the same time that you were watching it, because we were texting about it. I, <laughs> I go looking for it. Um, you know, when, with the Apple TV, uh, you know, you can rent things, although I couldn't find it to rent. Um, but usually if an app has it, it will suggest that first. And sometimes it's an app that you have. And sometimes it's like, hey, download this thing, right? So it's like, hey, you could watch it if you download. And I, I don't even remember what this app was. It was some obscure thing. It was like Quibo, Quinta, Quintess, I don't know, something with a Q. Uh Quibbity quab, something like that, right? <laughs> so, good old quibbity quab. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, cool. Get the quibbity quab app, right? So I download that, right? Quibby, then, that's it. Quibby. If it wasn't Quibby though, because I've heard of that, this was oh, something no. else with a Q. There's <laughs> another what? Yeah, this that was just... like some off-brand Q thing. Um. So anyway, uh, so. Th- <laughs> So then this It's the QAnon app. <laughs> that was my problem. I downloaded the QAnon app. That's why I couldn't find it. Um Yeah, it had so it had it, it claimed to have uh both the uh Richard Chamberlain um nineteen eighty four, eighty five, whatever this was, movie. Um and then also a Patrick Swayze mini series of uh of King Solomon's mind that was made in like 2004 or something. Right. Um, so I clearly clicked on the one that was the movie we were supposed to watch and both were the Swayze thing. Um, you know, <laughs> one just as a mini series and one with all the episodes jammed together to, to turn it into a movie. Right. One was admitting what it was. The other one was trying to pretend it was something else. And I, like, I swear to God, when I read the, the description, like, I, I swear when I read it the first time, it said, like, uh, Patrick Swayze and Sharon Stone or something like that. And then I was like, oh, that's weird that she said both of them. And then I went and looked at it again, and it said something totally different. And I was like, this movie is fucking with me. Like, this <laughs> weird Queequab app is, like, totally messing with me. So I watched three quarters of the Swayze one. It was a snore fest. Like, it was, it was duller than dirt. Um, but I, I watched, uh, a good bit of that just to kind of know what it was. Then Chris gave me the, um, then Chris gave me the, uh, the, the nefarious means one. And I watched it on, um, Monday night and, uh, the snack that I had was peanut butter and celery. Um, 
And then the next day when I got home from work, um, uh, Nate and Sherry were out somewhere and I knew they were going to be out until seven. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the like 50s one because I saw that it was like free on demand because I was I looked everywhere, you know, like I even looked on like the TV channels and I was like, I couldn't find the 85 one, but I found the 1950 one. So then I watched that. And then last night I rented the sequel, which is called uh, of the sequel of the one we were supposed to watch, which was called Alan Quartermain and the Lost City of Gold. And that was that was an adventure. Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) James Earl Jones is in it and he swings a big fake axe that totally looks like a prop. Like it was because James Earl Jones saw the first one and was like, I got to get me a piece of that. Yeah. (laughs) Sign me up for this particular. uh this franchise right here, I want in on this. He was like, hold, hold on, Bell Atlantic. I need to go over <laughs> and do this Alan Quartermain movie. Well, Star Wars had wrapped up, so he figured he had to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I watched, I watched like five, four or five Alan Quartermain things, and I enjoyed none of them. <laughs> <laughs> Before oh, I wow. forget, uh, so... As I was watching this with Jacqueline, she had a great one-liner. She was like, about halfway through, she goes, I get it. It's extra racist Indiana Jones for kids, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's it. You nailed it. (laughs) It's it's Indiana Jones, but he got his hat at Hop Topic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, I um, I had some fun fun notes on this one. Karen and I just... uh, just every now and then we just have a look at each other or like she's she's doing her cross stitching and I watch the movie and then somebody be like camel jockey and we're just like oh <laughs> ow <laughs> you towel headed creep oh boy <laughs> oh you guys think that's bad um yeah I, yeah I'm sorry I have you beat uh in the sequel, so all right, so I'm, I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry, I'm skipping all over the place. I no, gotta please I gotta, do. I'm, yeah, I gotta I'm tell so you a little bit about the sequel. Um, so the sequel, uh, it, it's, it's it has Richard Chamberlain and Sharon Stone in it. Uh, they are they're supposed to get married. Um, so when the when the movie starts, they're planning their uh, wedding, their wedding and their honeymoon. They're gonna go back to America to get married um which so like sharon stone was part of this whole movie and like really seemed ill-placed in it and i said to myself like why didn't indiana jones movies have this problem and then i said to myself oh it's because he's with a different girl every time like they didn't they didn't have this problem because the each one was a different love interest and a different adventure um but she so he basically so so they're gonna get married and then he's like he's like no I uh so the, these weird people came out of the jungle or something and they some friend of his was dying and he found out that his friend and his brother went to go find this lost city of gold and that they might be like hurt or injured or something and then he's like I have to go find my friends and my brother and she's like. She's like, no, we're supposed to go get married, you know? And he's like, no, I have to do this, right? So uh, 
they pick up James Earl Jones along the way. Like he's like their like African guide that like goes with them or something and protects them and carries this big axe that looks clearly fake. And then this Indian guy has to go along with them because he's the one that knows about the legend of the 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 lost city. Um, like that's the one thing the dying guy says is this Indian guy's name, and he's like, find him. So the Indian guy is clearly played by a white guy who is like all dressed in white with like a white turban on his head and he has smeared makeup all over his face and like and like dark bags under his eyes and then he talks in that like stereotypical like indian way where he's like oh you know and like fisher stevens and short circuit yeah but like worse (laughs) um and uh and the other thing that was so awful about it was that everyone was so mean to him? Like he was, he was kind of this like sleazy, sleazy underhanded character. So they they keep they keep saying mean things about him and trying to sabotage him. So like it's a little bit the way that everybody talks about like C three PO and Star Wars, but like three PO is like a robot. So like you're not gonna hurt his feelings. Like this was like a dude, and like everybody to his face is like. He's garbage. Like he's a garbage person. <laughs> it was this movie was so bad, guys. And then and then uh like they get to the lost city and they and they find his brother, but like they they find some of the corpses of like the friends along the way and like Richard Chamberlain does nothing. Like he's not like like he didn't go on his honeymoon to go on this journey to find his friends and his brother and like they'll find a corpse of a friend and he'll be like oh yeah that's bob <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> like it's oh, not like shame. yeah i like he, that guy he owes five bucks yeah he's never like you know he's never like says a hail mary or like pours a 40 on the curb or anything like that he's <laughs> just like oh yep that was bob you know like i was kind of like did is Richard Chamberlain like a good actor? Like, did he like take any acting classes before these movies? Like, what else has he done? I don't know. He was in uh, Towering Inferno. Uh, and wow, well, Count of Monte Cristo in '75. He's got is is he's famous, right? Richard Chamberlain. That name just pops. The only th- I, I looked real quick. The only thing I knew was uh, Towering Inferno. Wow, uh, the- he was in the straight to video Justice League Gods and Monsters. He was the high father. <laughs> okay. He was in a couple episodes of Chuck. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, who was he? He was uh, Albert Dismet. I do love Chuck. Yeah, I love that show, too. Well, the the first the first one, the King Solomon's Mind, was slightly more watchable than the second one, but not not by much. But the, so the uh, you're saying the bad acting... Uh, I mean, bad acting abound in the first one, but I thought Sharon Stone's acting was like the worst. It was painful at times. And the yeah, only... she was pretty brutal. <laughs> and like, she knows how to. Act. I've seen her in movies where she's a good actor. Like, not too far after this, I don't know what the big change was, or if she just, I don't know. Maybe she was mad that her agent got her this job and was purposely acting bad. I don't know. I mean, maybe she's like, what's it? I've I've heard the same thing about Natalie Portman, where it really depends on the director, like. She could be great or she could be terrible. Depends on the director. So I had this same thought and I actually looked it up on IMDb because I was, I was kind of like, how, how could Sharon Stone be this bad? Um, I, and to be clear, I don't like, 
I think in a lot of ways she's very charismatic and and sort of like pops on the screen, but like there was there was just a lot of awful acting and awful writing, um, which I, I I do think was you could also chalk up to the the script and the director a little bit, but um, but I, I looked it up because I was like, how is she this bad? And it did seem like this was one of her first gigs, like not not yeah. like not really. It seemed like she'd done a lot of TV, but not a lot of movies at this point. So that was one thing. And the the other thing that comes up, the first thing on the trivia, is it says that she was cast in this movie by accident. That they <laughs> wanted to cast Kathleen Turner who had just been in Romancing the Stone. stone. Yeah, and they said, get me that stone lady, and they cast (laughs) Sharon Stone instead. Wow. Yeah, she's no Karen Allen, that's for sure. Yeah, her her acting jumped out as as being bad, although everybody's was, and then the... uh... Except John Reese Davies, I was going to say except, everything. Yeah, except him. Like, even though his his dialogue is terrible and what they have him doing half the time is stupid, like when there's a close up on his face and he's giving a line, it's like, no, that that guy meant that shit. Yeah, like he's he's amazing. I, I'm he momentarily make, frightened. He makes a great villain, I have to say. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever really seen him in a villainous role that I can remember. I mean, like. He was then sort of a villain in Gargoyles, but that was just voice acting. But even that, he knocked out of the damn park. But then he's so lovable in Indiana Jones. Right? Sala's amazing. I can't believe he's in both of these movies in such different roles. Well, listen, I really want to unpack this thing about about this movie and Indiana Jones. Because, um, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, obviously you'd be foolish if you thought that they, you know... That that one wasn't competing with the other, and that they weren't uh, two studios trying to to compete for the same turf, right? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, this was clearly a response to the success of Raiders. Well, actually, this one comes out a year after Temple, and I think whoever watched Temple, somebody was watching that, and they said, "What was great about this movie?" And they said, "Willie Scott." Let's double down <laughs> on that aspect, <laughs> and I think we'll really have something. Well, I will say that I I enjoyed Sharon Stone more than Kate Capshaw. Uh, Willie Scott is, in my opinion, one of the worst characters ever. I hate her so much. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that you. Movie I'm not going to disagree with you, but it's a real low bar you're setting. It's like, all right, fine. Sharon Stone was better. <laughs> yeah, all but right. you you know what? If if you hate uh if you hate Temple of Doom because of Willie Scott, just watch. This movie, and then go watch Temple of Doom, and you're gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, Temple of Doom definitely comes out way ahead. It was I actually wrote down um, this movie really makes Temple of Doom look downright culturally sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Boy, oh boy. Well, oh, uh, also, th- so I did a little bit of a deep dive too. A little, uh, I didn't have the heart to sit and watch full length movies like Paul did. <laughs> so I just watched a lot of little bits and then did like a little bit of research. So I saw like, did I don't know if Paul, did you sit and watch? There was like a modern one, right? Not, I'm getting off track here, but there was like a, they tried to t- tell the same story, like, but like set in today, like it might have been 2017 or whatever, but like set in modern times, you know? No. Um, I didn't get far. Are you talking that about one. the librarian thing with Noah Wiley? No, um, this was called. Uh, I think it was actually called uh, Alan Quartermain. Uh, like, 
And it might have been Lost City of Gold or Temple of Todd. Temple is right, but it was like a modern take on it, and it was like the Temple is, of the Crystal Skulls, <laughs> the, the Temple of Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Skull Vodka. Oh boy, there's something in development. Alan Quartermain and the Oriental Death Stone. What? That's that's definitely got to be super culturally sensitive. That one, Star- that's, starring I mean, who? Just in the title, we're getting. It there. doesn't say anything on IMDb other than this movie is this project is in development. <laughs> That can't be true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, we were talking about how this bites on Indiana Jones. I came across this thing. Apparently, Indiana Jones was heavily influenced by the old Alan Quartermain stories. Yeah. So that was taken from Alan Quartermain, and Alan Quartermain showed up and took it back. Well, well. I do. <laughs> So kind of I, a swing and a miss there. Are we talking the, about Alan Quartermain and the Temple of Skulls from 2008? What what I was just talking about, I yeah. I couldn't even tell you. Maybe I didn't watch that, that one. From the story that inspired Indiana Jones, I have no idea who stars in this. This looks fascinating. Oh, I I didn't recognize any of the actors in the one that I watched. And again, I only watched like 15, 20 minutes. I was like, nope, had enough of this one. Okay, There's someone named Natalie Stone. <laughs> listen, listen. I have, uh, I have to, I have to try to to get this out. It's a little, it's it's a little bit of a, a mess. So so bear with All me right. for a second here. So, um, so part of, I, I think part of my whole thing with watching all these other ones is I, I, I sort of tried, I sort of had to understand what this thing was that I had just experienced. Right, like. Like I, I had to understand why it was so Indiana Jones adjacent, and the the other ones that I watched, the Swayze one that was boring as fuck, and the fifties one, which actually the Swayze one and the 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 fifties one were remarkably similar. Um, really, both of those movies are way less adventure movies and more romance movies, like. I would say they're a little bit of both, but like, I think they're more heavy on being romance movies. Like it, and it's, it's this, it's this conceit that you guys sort of touched on with the, the Willie Scott thing. Um, but it's, it's like a, it it must be like a, a sort of broader conceit or an idea, right? Where you have somebody that is a, um, you know, sort of like an unrefined brute, right? Like somebody that is like the, the like unrefined brutish wilderness guy. And then you have this sort of, uh, upper society woman, you know, and it's this, like, how are they going to do this push and pull thing? Because they're so different. And then how are they going to fall for each other? Like, that was literally how those other two movies worked. And I think they were supposed to be adventurous because it was a safari and it was lions and tigers and blah, blah, blah. But some of the 50 stuff re- seemed really tame in, in terms of any of that stuff. Like it was really, it, to me, I thought it was really like a romance movie. Right. And then this one, the, the eighties one was definitely an adventure movie. And the other thing that was crazy about it is like, the eighties one started uh like in the middle of the other ones, right? Like like in the other ones, he had to meet her, 
he had to he had to find out that her father had been kidnapped. You saw the father being kidnapped. There was like a whole like there was literally like 40 minutes of movie before the two of them ever leave on the the safari. Like with the the 80s one, you jump into it and it's it's the two of them together almost almost to a fault because there's a lot of exposition that's like not spelled out, right? Um and I think it was so that they could do more exciting stuff, more Indiana Jones stuff, right? That we went from a a truck chase to a train chase to a plane to cannibals and them like rolling around in a big pot, right? And uh oh yeah, when they made out in that big pot full of human broth, that was hot. Yeah, and the with the, the lion outside just staring just at him. Just staring at him in a yeah. pot full of human broth. Yeah, the, this is the moment. The cannibals, this is the love story I buy. The, the cannibals were still chasing them and the lion is there licking his lips and they just start going at it. Like the lion is literally there watching them about to bone <laughs> and they they seem unfazed by the danger that is right outside that pot. And that they are in a pot of human broth. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, sorry, the, the Indiana Jones stuff, right? Like there there was a lot of stuff in this that they literally did in Indiana Jones. The um the thing with the rugs, uh where she's uh-huh. rolled up in the rug. Like that was in I think the I think that was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. That Dark, was in Raiders. They, yeah, they was, put her um, in a big basket, right? Yeah, they trying to find recreated the the, uh, the airplane fight with the big Russian dude. They recreated that on top of the train, like right. basically shot for shot. But there was some stuff that this that was in this movie that, to me, I associate more with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Right, the um the the chase on the top of the train. Um, and then like, there was the thing where he's wrestling with the guy under the train and he's sticking his head out and the big boulders coming. Like that's kind of yep, like in, yep, Indiana Jones and the right tank. Right out of Last Crusade. Right. right. I, I thought the same thing. But so God, now, Last Crusade such a better movie. <laughs> so now I'm saying to myself, are these things, uh, are these things adventure concepts that were in serial, serialized adventure adventure shows or serialized adventure like little movie clips at the beginning of the movie that then the creators of this movie and George Lucas both were fans of uh you know or Lucas and Spielberg and and put in Indiana Jones or is some of this stuff relevant to Alan Quartermain adventures and wound up in both this movie and Indiana Jones or heaven forbid what if they're not in either the 50 serials or the Alan Quartermain adventures and last crusade actually stole that from this. They were like, that was a good scene. We should have done that, but better. Well, that's that I'm totally into. If they were like, all right, we can do this. (laughs) Well, that thought crossed, that thought crossed my mind as well. Right. Because I'm like, you know, Lucas and Spielberg had to see that and be like, these fuckers, they tried to copy our movie. Let's do the same thing they did, but better. Let's show them how sucky they can be. That would crack me up if that was the way the way it was. But no, I definitely noticed those those things, too, where I thought, wow, this is very Last Crusade, but this is definitely older than Last Crusade. And I wasn't sure if it was before or after Temple of Doom, because I remember there being a couple of things that remind me of Temple of Doom as well, but like everything was just Indiana Jones, but worse. Like that was everything I saw in this movie was just, okay, we have this property 
the King Solomon's Mind stuff. Like whoever, whatever studio has this property, Indiana Jones is popular, so let's just do that. But we don't have any of the talent. But who cares? <laughs> let's just do it anyway. Sorry, what the internet seemed to imply is that the is that this movie is the uh, um uh King Solomon's Mines and the second one, the um Lost City, were filmed back to back, like they like the the shoot of one rolled into the other. So what I would imagine is that probably when this was filming, Temple of Doom hadn't been released yet. This was a this was a direct response to the popularity of Raiders. Um and then uh and you know then probably Temple of Doom came out and then this um even though they were probably shot around the same time. And then I think that when they made this second one you know when they released the second one that they were trying to again like really copy the whole Indiana Jones format, right? Because like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now it's called Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. But back when we were kids, it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. And this yeah. one was King Solomon's Mine, you know. And then it's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Alan Quartermain and the Lost City of Gold, right? Like, I think they were literally trying to keep pace for pace with Indiana Jones and they just weren't popular enough to make a trilogy or a fourth one many years later. I'm shocked that this was popular enough to make a, a second one. They they didn't give themselves the chance for it to not be popular. They shot right, it back to back. They shot him back to back. That's just crazy to me. That's cra- that that that's a bold move right there. <laughs> Sean, what were you gonna say? Sorry. Oh no, I my comment wasn't even that interesting. I was just gonna Chris said something about the whatever studio had this, and I was just gonna point out. I'm pretty sure it's in public domain. I think the stories are really old, like. I think like maybe they were the Alan Quartermain stuff goes back like a hundred years now. I think it's all public domain, and that's why so many people are just pumping out uh, like direct to DVD Alan Quartermain stuff. Yeah, right, because then nobody's paying for it. I don't think. Yeah, it's like the late eighteen hundreds or something, or maybe the mid eighteen right. hundreds. Yeah. Yes. Oh, also, again, uh, all things that went through my mind right was like was was you know Lucas and Spielberg like. Hey, we like these quarter main things. We should do this. Oh, we can't get, you know, we we can't get that to happen. I guess there's no reason you couldn't get the rights to it if it's that old thing, but that they were like, you know, you can't own you can't own the idea of an adventure guy. Like let's name our guy Indiana Jones. That's a cooler name, you know? Like like did a <laughs> kind of like which idea was first and then who <laughs> you know who ruined it for the next guy was kind of what went through my head yeah uh, gosh and that's just the conceptual like i mean we talked about the acting a little but there were so many other problems with this movie that I, they ruined i think they probably blighted this uh this ip for i don't know probably 10 15 years before there was another thing right and that other thing wasn't all that good to be good either no no i wonder i mean i, I wonder why somebody hasn't properly done this yet it doesn't seem like it's inherently flawed, but like if you really boil it down to its to its basics, but like God, according to this movie, Africa in nineteen eighty five was literally just endless tribes who want to kill white people for fun. Like it was and the other thing that kept popping up in my head is like every now and then I'd be reminded that the whole premise of this movie re- revolves around finding finding a giant pair of tits. Like that was 
That was actually the thing. Oh, this, right. We're looking for these giant boobs. I forgot. But this wasn't set in 1985. This was set in like 1940-something, even though the novels were in like the mid the mid 1800s right like like uh, they once was again was it set in the 40s yeah i mean <laughs> yeah, they're i think so they're they're flying around on a biplane you know yeah right yeah i mean yeah 30s 40s 50s something in that huh. based on the 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 jeeps they're driving the train uh the right. guns See, indiana jones shooting. had the decency to put a freaking date in the beginning <laughs> This <laughs> is just like you figure it out. Just so I just me. assumed it was set around the time when uh, the movie came out. I don't know. Well, uh, again, oh right, there's Nazis floating around. So never mind. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah, Speak. but you know what? It's 2022. We still got Nazis floating around somehow. So that doesn't mean shit. Valid well, point. <laughs> speaking of the Nazis and the setting of this, why was John Rice Davies, who was a who was a Turkish guy, right? Who was an enemy of Alan Quartermain? Question mark. Why was he paired up with the German officer? Like, why were they working together? Unclear. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> if it was the forties, and this is like World War Two era, was I, this is my history falling apart here? Whose side was Turkey on? I don't even know. I, I, maybe, maybe they were allies of the Germans. I really just don't know. Well, in the fifth in the fifties one in the fifties movie, there was no Germans. There was like literally, it was just like they were they were, you know the the in the in the fifties one, it wasn't her father that was missing; it was her husband. Like in the fifties one, it's Alan Quatermain and the the woman. And her brother that go on the safari, and uh, and the the African guide Mbutu or whatever his name is, Mbubo um, is his name. <laughs> oh my god! I thought for half the movie the dude's name was a Bobo because the double dragon. And I was like, <laughs> is it really a character named a Bobo? But it's called like Mboto or something Mboto, like that. Mboto, yeah. that's it. it was so I was so bummed. Um, but yeah, in the fifties one, and what that what the hell was that guy's deal? What running in front of the car because he was afraid of getting on things without horses? I, I I don't know. Like it was, didn't he turn into like some other main character by the end of the movie? Oh, like he just so happens to be a king, which just right, came out of nowhere. That was it. No, <laughs> no, like lead hell? up, no, some clues, a little hint, a little <laughs> foreshadowing, nothing. Just and <laughs> how are we going to get out of this one? Oh, it turns out he's the king of this tribe, <laughs> and he can prove it. Because he's got a symbol on his stomach. The well, whole end of the movie was a mess. The the um the him being like that whole tribe at the end and the, the mines. Crazy old lady, oh god. Yeah, like it was a mess going between that tribe and the mines. Like I couldn't keep track of what was happening. And everyone kept exploding. Yeah. Like, every time somebody would fall down a hole or something, then it would just explode. Like everyone's walking or. I mean, true, everyone was walking around with a lot of dynamite in this movie. <laughs> everyone was <laughs> just packing pockets of dynamite. Everybody's got it. Well, Throw that it. makes me want to live back in the 40s. Is that how it <laughs> Like, just everybody had a couple sticks of dynamite on them at all times? And I don't know a lot about dynamite, but I'm pretty sure that dynamite is like a volatile substance, like that you have to like handle it very carefully. And that Yeah, it, remember you know, arts from uh, Lost? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it like sweats mm-hmm. nitroglycerin, and if it, you know, if it, if you jostle it wrong or whatever, like you could explode. Like, yeah, he's he's literally got like 
it seemed like he had at least two or three sticks in each pocket. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't just him. It was like everybody. Everybody's got it. Just like, all right, throw some dynamite over there. Just chuck some dynamite around. And Lots they always leave a piece behind wherever they were, like the, that car that gets hit <laughs> by the train. They were like, well, we're going to ditch this car on the railroad tracks. Better leave some dynamite in there. Just, <laughs> just to give the special effect guys something to do. Well, oh, speaking it, of special effects, and then wait, there was a hang, freaking Wait, hang on. Dragon? Stop. Stop. I have to I have to say something about the dynamite because at one point <laughs> at one point he lit some dynamite, pretended to throw it at the car so that the people would jump out of it, then threw it at the car, then jumped in the car and drove away with the dynamite. <laughs> and then he picked up all his friends and they're like, What about that dynamite? And then he's like, Oh, that's nothing. And then he tosses it out the back and then it explodes. <laughs> he was unfazed by this dynamite. The, the so we're talking about special effects now. Holy hell! At one point, uh, the, not that they didn't do it in the beginning a couple times, but at some point in the movie, they were just like, "F it, we're going to green screen this," and they started green screening every shot for no apparent reason. Like <laughs> literally, the the shot that got me the most was there was a shot of him from like the shoulders up, upside down, being lowered into the alligator pit. Right, mm-hmm. you couldn't see the alligator pit. You could see the tribes people behind him, and you could see his shoulders and his head, like upside down on your screen, going down a little bit. And it was clearly green screened. But the shot before it, where those same people in the same clothes, not a green screen, like they had these actors, they had extras, they had tribesmen. It was those tribesmen. So that means, and the shot right before that, they had him. Tied upside down, not green screened. So then for this close-up, they were like, instead of actually just moving our camera around and getting a close-up of him, <laughs> we're going to film him separately from the tribes people, and we're going to green screen it together. Like, I get using green screen for special effects and stuff, but that wasn't a special effect. And it I just seemed it was way reshoots. more... You think it was reshoots? I don't know what... But that whole last... Maybe it was reshoots. Maybe that's it. Because I feel like the last 20 minutes of the movie... Every other shot was green screened and half of them for no apparent reason. They were probably like, wow, we forgot to get a lot of shots. Can we afford to get everybody back? No. Green screen. So, Sean, I had the same thought and I hate to I hate to keep hate to keep bringing up the awful sequel, but the awful sequel was twice as bad with both dynamite and green screens. Um, <laughs> God, you're making me want to watch this movie. <laughs> at one point, uh, at one point when they're at the lost city, he um, he's in trouble with this other tribe, and the other tribe shows up, and they want him to break. They want to have a contest of breaking things with your head, right? So the one tribe guy breaks a thing with his head, and then he's like. Alan, you break a thing with your head. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then he like challenges the tribesman to like break this bench with his head. And the tribesman like kind of like hurts his head. And then he pretends like he's doing magic. And then he like secretly lights some dynamite under the bench and it's like, ooh, and then he like blows up the bench and everybody's impressed with him. So more dynamite tricks in the second one. And then also in the second one, same thing you were talking about with the the alligators. They're um they're 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 on they're all in canoes and they're going through this underground cave river thing, right? So they they have footage of the underground cave river. Like they 
clearly put a camera in something and they sent it down this river, right? So like you're seeing all the rocks and stuff like that. Like it's like a log flume roller coaster type thing. But then when the people are there, they're completely green screened. Like it looked <laughs> awful. It was so bad. That's amazing. <laughs> just this, 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 again, I hadn't seen this since I was a kid and it's like, I don't know. As a kid, I remember uh, really enjoying this movie, and which kind of makes sense. Look, for if uh, if you're an eight or nine year old boy, this might 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 go into the must watch list because I mean, really, the the plot is haphazard at best. But there's a lot of fun action sequences, I guess. And if you're not going to pick them apart, then there's probably something there, right? But uh, it did not hold up well. It's pretty <laughs> offensive, and yeah, uh, yeah it's just just hard to watch yep there was that sea monster at the end that was just that was a surprise he didn't seem to be there the first time the guy felt like dissolved into the water and then like another dude fell in the water and there was a big freaking dragon in the water oh i think it was supposed to be a hippo which no yeah no i i think it was supposed to be a monster I think it was supposed to be a hippo. Please tell me that was supposed to be a hippo, because that's amazing. I think it was supposed to be a hippo. <laughs> Hippos are actually, fun note, they, they kill more people every year than any other animal, if you don't count mosquitoes transmitting diseases. Uh, hippos are the deadliest animal by far. Uh, and yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a hippo. That's they were just trying to make it look scary. Well, you know what? You know what? You know what piqued my attention more than the hippo was the 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 trick the trick that they did to the bad guy that then resulted in the hippo, right? Because they're going through this this King Solomon's mines and there's booby traps. So I think about I think about Last Crusade and the booby traps and that, right? Like I think Absolutely. about the when he's got a um what is it? He's got to get across those rocks that have the <laughs> The letters on it, and he's got to spell oh God, Jehovah. He, said, he right? said the same thing when he got to that scene with the tiles. It's like, ah, oh, Jehovah begins with an I. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gr- great scene in in Last Crusade, you know. And and then you hear Jay? you hear you hear Connery, you know, talking out in the in the vestibule of that place. He's like, no, you know, and, and what is it in um in Arabic? In Latin, in, Jehovah in, begins with an I. Yeah, I mean, it's like so good, right? Um, and like such a good puzzle for that movie with this thing, they're literally stepping on rocks and they point out this one clearly marked rock with red <laughs> paint, and they're like, don't step on that one. <laughs> I thought a dude went and stepped on that one anyway. Like seriously, look around you. Even second rate booby traps. It was so bad. Oh, and I'm the trying to find sand? the oh. hippo. God, the quicksand scene. Oh, the quicksand scene. It was like that was there that was clearly something. wasn't an issue going around. Nobody else had to go through the quicksand. So this was like a ten foot square quicksand, and instead of going around, they were like, just kill all our own men. <laughs> just walk across their corpses. It'll be great. I guess that was supposed to highlight how evil those two guys were. I don't know. I guess. Alright. I cannot tell if this is a hippo or not. I'm trying to fast forward to it too um, now. It's at um, one hour and thirty two minutes. Oh, you're not going to trick me into putting know, this movie man. back. On. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's like, never again. I don't give a damn if it is a hippo. I don't care how many hippos uh, are in this movie. 
if it's a hippo, it's a freaking mutant hippo. It's got like all kinds of weird horns and stuff going on. You said 132? One hour and 32 minutes and like 20 seconds. Oh, all right. Well, the, uh... <laughs> There's the idiot steps on the rock. And then you've got, that's, ah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I can see where you get hippo from, but the nose doesn't seem quite right. I think that's a sea monster. All right. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a sea monster. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Maybe it's just a mutant hippo. I don't know. Again, I hate that I keep bringing up this sequel, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was a monster because in the sequel, there was also monsters. When they go into the the passageway that leads to the Lost City, there's these like green snake monsters that look clearly like, like CGI you know, or no, I'm sorry, not CGI, like uh, claymation. Um, I was they look say, like CGI. That's no, no, no. Good. style at the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, they look like uh, like claymation um, little monsters. Like they they don't look like snakes at all. Like they look like uh, I don't know. It looks like um, something from like a like the claymation, like the Ray Harryhausen stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, right, right. Yeah. I love so the Ray Harryhausen stuff. That's why I thought it was a. Uh, that's why I thought that the hippo was a monster because I saw monsters in the other one. Right, right. Um, we've pointed out so many of the ridiculous things that have happened. Um, I still have more on my list. Yeah, I mean, what are two others that are on my list? Uh, just to make sure that we we touch on them quickly. Not that it's it's almost not worth it with this movie. It's like, it's like <laughs> some of these things. It's like yeah, he pole vaulted through lava with a wooden stick because. <laughs> you know how you do you know just like really that's where i'm gonna draw the line i don't know i did appreciate oh one thing (laughs) in the beginning the 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 nazis they have that car chase scene where they're shooting at them and and nobody can hit anything with the guns there's five thousand rounds fired and nobody hits anything one of the reasons nobody hits anything if you watch the nazi guy shooting his gun he's it's almost like he's actively trying not to aim the gun it's literally just like he's looking straight ahead but he's just firing like on 45 and 90 degrees <laughs> off from where he's aiming and then at one point you know like that that sideways uh, way they hold the guns now to look cool in the movies he does the opposite way he was trying to start a trend but he was instead of tilting the gun like in he was tilting his hand out it was the most ridiculous way to hold a gun that i've ever seen somebody on film do and he was just like yeah this is how i'm gonna shoot <laughs> and then of course the uh john reese davies had to be killed 17 times you gotta love that though that's <laughs> he was oh, yeah. like on fire right like wasn't he on fire <laughs> fighting him he was shot he was collapsed by a bunch of rocks or like there was a cave in or whatever then he was on mm-hmm. fire then eventually he gets thrown into lava, which he, of course, explodes because anybody who yep. gets thrown anywhere near fire explodes in this movie. Well, when you're carrying that much dynamite in your pants. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You're right. You would explode. What about the uh, what about the German guy that got shot in the nuts? Oh, oh yeah. On the train? I actually yeah. I wrote down, totally shot that dude's dick off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I'm not sure what that guy was about to do before they shot him in the dick. But it it really <laughs> seemed like he was going to rape her father, right? It was. Yeah, it definitely seemed. Uh, 
It was, was getting gross. That was like, certainly was, an option. I think that it was. was <laughs> it was turning into a rape scene, and she said something about like, "I find you disgusting." After he said something like, "You're very attractive," I don't remember what he said. And she goes, "I find you disgusting." And he's like, "I wasn't talking to you." And I'm like, "The only other person there is her dad. Is he about to rape her dad? Is that what the <laughs> insinuation was here?" Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I was like. I think that's what the movie was trying to tell you. I think that's what was about to happen there. That whole scene was was really something. Really something. The uh, the other thing I wrote down was the um the thing about the people that live upside down. I was the next thing on my list too. What's (laughs) up with the upside down people? And why did they wash their clothes? (laughs) Well, you know, I mean. Uh, I I thought I thought that whole scene was both stupid and racist. Like, um, it, it was you are really not wrong, bad. but they're you know they're talking about these people, this tribe of people that they don't like the way that the world works, so they live upside down in hope that it will change. Um, and then I, I, Alan Quartermain was just full of like. Bad wisecracks. Like that was his whole bit was like almost like dad jokes, right? Like like the whole movie he's making these. And again, it's worse in the sequel. Like he's almost more tolerable in this first one. But you know, she goes, Oh, how sad for them. You know, they live upside down. And he goes, Must be hell to keep change in your pockets. And like my first thought was like, must be awful to take a dump. <laughs> Wouldn't they just die? Like, don't you die if you stay upside down long enough? Like at a certain point, doesn't your brain just overflow with blood or something? Like I feel like gravity's really gonna take its toll. I'm pretty sure that is a form of torture. Like just that you're turned upside down. <laughs> I wanna believe that that scene comes from like the when I watched it, I was like, "That's got to be like there had to be a reference to this in the old books or something." And they were they were trying to bring the book to life, and like it just doesn't pan out in the long run. I I don't know. I don't know. That was my half-assed defense. <laughs> Whatever they did there, it wasn't a great plan, and I'm not sure that it progressed the plot at all either. I'm not sure why that happened. Just added texture to the African adventure. Yeah, everything about that, everything about this movie, actually, everything about this movie was uh, was really an experience. And it's experience I'm glad I had. <laughs> it was a fascinating experience, and it's clearly been a lot of fun to talk about. But it was bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't. Again, I can't recommend this to anyone uh, in good conscience. Unless, again, maybe if you're a 10-year-old boy, you watch Indiana Jones, you really love it, and you want more. Uh, sure. That's it. Yeah, I, I I agree with you completely. I went, I went down a rabbit hole because I was very interested in how this all came to be, but I, I would never do it again, and it was it, I didn't enjoy any bit of it. <laughs> But it has been an interesting conversation. I do have to say oh, that. <laughs> oh, and you know, we're all saying this now, but next year when they announce that there's going to be a big budget Alan Quartermain movie coming out, you know we're all going to go see it. It's oh, <laughs> God, yes. If they, make that, if they make a big budget King Solomon's Mind movie, I'm in. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking starring, uh, starring The Rock, right? I mean, clearly. 
That's the only way to go from here. Well, yeah, yeah, The Rock. I could see The Rock. I could see Chris Evans. Oh, yeah, Chris <laughs> Evans. Yeah. Sure. Ooh, or uh, uh, what's Chris Pratt, actually? I think he would be... Uh... <clears throat> you know what? You said Chris Evans, and I pictured Chris Pratt, because I'm not great with actors' names, and now I realize that I was mistaking Captain America yes, for Star-Lord. Star-Lord, yeah, right, yeah. That's the better one. Who's also now both the voice of Mario in the new Mario movie and the voice of Garfield in an upcoming Garfield movie. Well, Murray's already declared that a mistake. Why would anyone follow suit? <laughs> Let's just put Chris Pratt and Chris Evans and Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth O'Donnell. in it. Yeah, and we'll just have them all. They could all be Alan Quartermain. Different versions of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and we Alan, didn't even talk about Sean Connery. What about Sean Connery? <laughs> he played Alan Quartermain in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, I didn't see that movie. Oh, yeah, I've never seen that either. I didn't realize that's who his character was. Yeah, wow. Alan Quartermain. <clears throat> I, so, I, there was a there was a joke I really wanted to play on you guys, and I, I guess I kind of forgot. Um, you know, I, I regularly do that bit where I pretend that I watched a completely different movie, although this time I did actually watch three completely different movies. <laughs> um, but I wanted to try to pretend that I... <laughs> I wanted to try to pretend that I had seen this movie long ago and that we all grew up with Alan Quartermain. Like, you know, that like... Basically, I was going to try to convince you guys that last week when we picked our movies and I made that crack about um, about Chris wanting to pick Kangaroo Jack because he didn't get to pick a Jerry O'Connell movie where he talked to <laughs> where he talked to CGI creatures like Joe's apartment, you know, and that he was going to pick Kangaroo Jack. I was going to try to convince you guys that by talking about by suggesting a Jerry O'Connell movie and a John Rice Davies movies that we actually became sliders and that you guys <laughs> went into a parallel dimension where there was no Indiana Jones. There was Alan Quartermain, you know, and I was going to go like, yeah, remember all the great Alan Quartermain movies we used to watch this, this great trilogy. And then they brought it back years later with Alan Quartermain and the kingdom of the crystal skulls. And I was going to just see how long I could, I could go <laughs> pretending that I was from a different earth that you slid into. And I don't hate Crystal Skull, but boy, that movie seems a lot better after watching this one. I didn't hate Crystal Skull nearly as much as, like, I think it got it got a harsher deal than it deserved. It Agreed. wasn't as good as the first three, but people were like, oh, it's ridiculous, there's aliens, there's this. I'm like, really watch those first couple. They're ridiculous. It's, <laughs> it, it's not, not ridiculous kind of, stuff. Kind of a thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought everyone was a little harsh on it. I, think... I, I I completely agree. I mean, I personally like it more than Temple of Doom, not by much, but it's oh, no, right like around Temple that more, but... that that level for me. I think Indiana Jones is at its strongest when, uh, when he is searching for Judeo-Christian artifacts and where the Nazis are the bad guys. Um, you know, I I think that's what's so great about about Last Crusade is that they brought back all the stuff that worked from Raiders. Yeah. And that's what's great about this movie, is they're killing Nazis. 
Is that even, what's so great about it? Even the music, it was like, let's make Indiana Jones-esque music. Mm. You know, it won't be the same notes. Oh, the soundtrack was such a ripoff. Yeah, a couple of the early songs, I was like, I, I think they crossed the line. What is it? You get seven <laughs> notes in a row, and then it's the same song. I was like, I think they, they passed that. I think this is Indiana Jones music. It was also constant. Like... The the score did not let the movie breathe at all. Not that the movie needed to breathe. It was a mess. But, like, <laughs> you know, it was like he would do one adventurous thing and it would be like, da 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 <laughs> You know? And then, and like, like every every single thing he did was underscored. It was like he had, a, he had his own band behind him. <laughs> oh, glorious. Absolutely glorious. <laughs> The other, the other thing I, the other thing I wrote down at the end of this movie that I had to laugh about was, uh, you know, there, like so there was that whole, you guys brought it up, the whole thing with the, what was it, Mbobo, Mbobo, and that he's really the king of that tribe. Oh right. Um, I I think so. That was a thing that was in the other two movies like that I watched like that is definitely a part of the story of King Solomon's mind that like in each of the other ones I watched and Bobo wasn't with them from the beginning. They picked him up along the way and it was like curious that he wanted to go to these King Solomon mines. And so like it was set up a little better, right? That like he was actually the secret King of this tribe that, um, tried to, you know, tried to get rid of him or whatever. Um, but, uh, he says, oh yeah, he says the thing about the diamonds. He's like, he's like, you, you can't, you can't have the diamonds. The diamonds belong to the mountain. And then they leave and they're like, surprise, I had a diamond. And she's like, I had a diamond too. And then she says, I didn't want you to go through all this work for nothing. And then he doesn't say anything and they kiss. And it's like, well, like that would have been the perfect opportunity to be like, I didn't like I didn't go through it for nothing. Like I did it for you, you know. But he's just like, yeah, thanks for the diamond, babe. <laughs> you know, like like Alan Quarterman was so not smooth, <laughs> and I did not buy those two at all. Like at all, did not buy them in the least as. Like when she said she loved him, Karen and I both looked like, why? When? What? 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 I, no. I liked how, how he would drop in from somewhere and she would go, quarter me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let me tell you, Chris, if you didn't buy them in this movie, watch the sequel and you'll <laughs> buy them even less. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's uh, I think the only other note that I had was uh, I wrote, "Oh, watching this guy eat rocks is really something." <laughs> oh, the German guy eating the diamonds. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, that kept going. <laughs> it just kept down that. <laughs> it did. They really pushed that. <laughs> like, no, eat more. Eat another. <laughs> Have some more. Like, we got it. We got it. <laughs> yeah, I I got it. Okay, <laughs> just keep rolling film. Somebody, and then they were doing the thing, they kind of overdid the thing with the whips in the other scene. I think somebody in this movie was pushing himself towards that early. They got that, uh, oh, what, did, what do they call it? The uh, 
torture porn movies that they make now, like the saws and stuff. Somebody, somebody working on this wanted to go down that road. They were like, let's really draw out these torture scenes. Really, <laughs> just keep going. Draw the out the torture. Middle little because it was 1985, but you know, draw out the torture scenes. Shoot a German guy in the dick. <laughs> right. Cover all your bases. <laughs> How many whips did they break on that old guy? Like four. Like four or five whips they broke on him. Because then they started making a joke about it. You broke another whip. Why do you keep showing us these scenes where you're whipping this guy? So wasn't there a joke like right in the beginning where all this nasty stuff was happening and and it's, it was John Reese Davis was like my table. <laughs> like they busted his table and he was upset about that instead of all the death and carnage. Oh yeah, that that was that was not John Reese Davies. That was that was the. I mean, I don't know who that character was. He wasn't around long enough to care about, and he blew up. He was but... the first character to blow up. That's his claim to fame. He he made that he made that joke three times. Uh, there was that first scene where. Um, her father's assistant, uh, got, he, he got killed by a booby trap. It was like a big spiky thing that came down from the ceiling and slammed him into the door. And, and the <laughs> and guy at goes, that point, I really thought I was going to like this movie. <laughs> yeah. He goes, my door, you know, like, uh, he doesn't even say anything about the guy. He's like my door. Um, and then oddly enough, the door is unscathed in, in the next scene. Um, and then, uh. Yeah, there was the he the he Quartermain fell in and he landed on the table and he goes my table and then at another point somebody breaks a statue and he's like my statue so like that guy's that guy's whole joke was that he didn't care about any of the people just all the stuff in his his weird little shop right yeah they 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 tried to push some of the jokes it wasn't a it wasn't a funny movie and I. I <laughs> I guess also that that guy was a scam artist that he had like wrapped up a he had like mummified a cat and pretended it was a baby mummy or that like he right yeah he mummified that dude that died and and they found you know that guy in the sarcophagus like you know the guy was kind of so it was a, it was a weird it was weird it was <laughs> it's a weird road to go down certainly <laughs> weird character. Well, the, I'm tapped out. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 been tapped out. It's done. Yeah, I've I've got nothing more I want to visit with this. <laughs> well, uh, thanks, Sean. Uh-huh, <laughs> this is a, uh-huh. this I'm was, not this. I'm not thanking you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is why this is why it's probably best that my votes don't get. My, you know, we should keep my picks to like one every ten. I think my my keep our uh, audience with us no this nah, was, was this was yeah. a good this was a good pick for the podcast it was a good Absolutely. conversation i just I, I just never want to be subjected to this movie <laughs> i just again. never want to see it again <laughs> take it away pick them away toys all right we have a. Uh, it's it's time for our us to vote on the next episode right it is all right so we're on the letter l um who wants to go first i'll go first because uh, i i don't i don't think i have an amazing one uh, i don't know if you guys have seen it or not uh it's not very old i only saw it once i think i really liked it but every now and then with a comedy like i don't know i, I you really got to revisit a comedy at least once i remember enjoying it land of the lost came out like 2010 i'm gonna guess 
Is that the Rock one? No, it's got Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell. and like Danny McBride. Oh, right, yeah. 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 If, uh, I like Will Ferrell. I'm a big Will Ferrell fan. I like almost everything he's in. He's done a couple things I didn't like, but uh, in large part, he cracks me up. And I only saw this once. I think I really liked it. Uh, and I did do a, a quick search. I didn't test it out, but I did a quick search. It apparently is free on Tubi, T-U-B-I. Okay. Which is different from Quibi. Which is different <laughs> yeah, than Quibi. Kubo but if you have a smart TV or a Roku, Tubi's a free channel. And got it. should be able to watch it there. It's also on Amazon. But when it says it's on Amazon, I never know if you have to pay for that. Cool. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll go. Um, yeah, I... I went through a couple thoughts for L. Um, you know, I think I was looking at some newer stuff and I ultimately decided against it. I think I was looking at some older stuff that uh, might have been cringeworthy because it was like not really PC anymore. Um, like one of the one of the thoughts I had was that Rodney Dangerfield movie called Ladybugs, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm pretty oh, sure." Oh wow! Yeah, like I'm pretty sure we're gonna cringe at that. Um, so uh, that's, I never that's... saw that, but that was a kids' movie. You think that's? Did you guys see it? Is it that cringe? Like it was about a you know boy dressing up as a girl to be on a girl soccer team. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a Bad News Bears thing where he was like coaching a girl soccer team. So I ultimately decided against that because I I think that the episode would take a turn for, you know, bashing some of the things we probably would have problems with about the movie. So, uh, I picked a different thing that I know that I have not seen. I am certain I haven't seen it. Um, uh, and this might be cringeworthy because of the technology that's used. Um, but this seems like it was a movie that everybody was talking about at one point and, uh, and I was like, have I seen this movie? And then I looked at the trailer and I was like, I definitely haven't seen this movie. Uh, so my pick's going to be that movie called Lawnmower Man. Oh. Uh, I Lawnmower Man. And Alan Keeper's favorite. also haven't seen that movie. I've seen it, but it's been a long time. It, 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 it looks a little... It looks a little silly as far as the virtual reality. Um, but, you know, yeah, I know it was a... I know it was a... You know, one of those like culturally relevant things that I should have seen, yeah. and I haven't. So, is that Stephen King? I think it's Stephen King. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, no, I, I, I again, I only saw it once a long time ago. I, I think it's a, I think it's all right. You're right that the, I'm sure the special effects haven't aged super well, but I'll bet other than that, it's not bad. That's my my guess. <laughs> okay, <laughs> having not seen it in. When did that come out? Like early '90s, maybe. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess similarly, I'll go for another all-time classic movie that I've never seen. Uh, I've never seen Labyrinth. Oh gosh. Oh, that's a good movie, man. Yeah. I, so I've heard. Never, never seen it, which is a, crazy to me because I used to have a huge crush on Jennifer Connelly. So. That's right up there. That's like. What's that? That's mid-80s. Mid-80s had five or six great fantasy movies, like, right in a row. It was, like, Legend, Labyrinth, uh, Dark Crystal, Dark Crystal uh, Neverending Story. It was just a, a good time for fantasy movies. And Labyrinth yeah. is a, has a bunch of Jim Henson creations in it. Yeah. And David Bowie. Yep. Doesn't get that's one of those that. movies. That's one of those movies even I can't believe I've never seen. But Isn't I've never your seen mom, it. like, a big David Bowie fan? 
I don't think so. Oh, I don't know where I got that from then. She's going to listen to this podcast and be like, what are you talking about, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's hop on our uh, text chain and, and vote. Oh, yeah. oh wait. Okay. So I just looked it up real quick. Uh, Labyrinth's on Hulu, apparently. I, and I was in the process of looking up the other one, but I tried to use my computer and that doesn't go well. I don't want to talk about it. I figured I would look that up once we made our decision, but... All right, all right. Here we go. Uh, so we've got Lawnmower Man, Labyrinth, or... Land, Land of the Lost, Lost the uh. 2010 version. All, all right, right everybody one. ready? Yeah, three, two, one, fight. Yeah, okay. Lawnmower Man it is. Wow, all right. You should watch Labyrinth anyway, man. <laughs> I know I voted for Lawnmower Man, but I've just said, you should watch Labyrinth. It's a good movie. Your kids would like it. It's a kid movie. It's yeah. I mean, it's a 1980s kids movie, which in retrospect are pretty inappropriate across the board. Like all kids movies from the 1980s are just inappropriate for children. But it's a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think Labyrinth is. I mean, like it's no Monster Squad. Wolfman's got Nards. Well, I don't even remember what was inappropriate <laughs> about Monster Squad. Oh my God, there's so much. <laughs> Did you watch that Cloak and Dagger? We watched that Cloak and Dagger movie, right? Like. They just, just, you should kill him, Billy. Go ahead, <laughs> yeah. kill him. Like, it's super inappropriate. And then he does, and he's like, I feel bad about killing that man. Nope, we gotta move on. <laughs> this is weird. Well, I, I don't I think guess, this is good for kids. I guess with all those movies, my main thought is, where were the parents? <laughs> where, where were your parents? Oh. Doing coke. Just off somewhere, doing coke. <laughs> you, it was the 80s. Uh, I'm trying to remember what was inappropriate about Labyrinth, and I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure you have a pretty, a pretty good view of David Bowie's bulge, like the entire movie. <laughs> That's true, right? Like, I mean, it's it's prominent. There, there might just be some like kind of frightening imagery with the puppets and stuff at the beginning. I feel like at the beginning, there's a lot of like sort of creepy puppets when they, like, right before they go into that that world, but. You know, um, now that we've talked about David Bowie's bulge, do you see that other puppet's penis when he's peeing on that fairy? Doesn't he pee on that fairy when she first meets that other puppet? He's definitely peeing. I think he's peeing on somebody. And you might see his penis. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Huggle? Hoggle? Her, her, her little buddy? Like, I mean, buddy, he, he like betrays her at one point. But when she first finds him, he's he's... He's got it whipped out, and he's taking a leak, and I think he's, like, peeing on some, like, fairy or a worm or something on the ground. Oh, I remember the worm. He's peeing on the worm? God, I know he's peeing when she finds him. I don't remember if you can see his puppet penis, and I don't... I think he's peeing on something. I think it's offensive. Because she meets that worm when she first gets there, and she's like, the worm's like, hello, and she's like, oh, right, no, he's not peeing on... He's not peeing on him. (laughs) Or he's killing fairies. Is he killing? He's definitely. I don't know. I don't. We should watch it. And we just, should watch you know. Labyrinth just for shits and giggles. But but we are going to dissect and assess Lawnmower Man. Yeah, I think I'll. I think I think I'll hold off on Labyrinth until we get to L again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Lawnmower Man, uh, according to the internet, is available on HBO Max with subscription, or is available to rent or buy from Amazon. Uh, Prime Video. All right. Great. I won't have a hard time with this one. Sweet. All right. Well, there you have it. That's our pick, Lawnmower Man. And that is going to wrap it up for us. 
A theater near you is a part of the Geekade Podcast Network, and if you'd like to get in touch with us to share your comments, movie suggestions, or whatever, you can send us an email at mail at geekade.com. We can also be found on most social media outlets and the official Geekade Discord server, all of which can be found in our show notes. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time in a theater near you. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun